Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Greetings and salutations, everybody, and welcome to another uh, Fragments of Silicon review. I don't think we have uh, any special name for these things. They're just, you know, us reviewing a game for about 30 or two, six minutes. What would you consider a fragment of silicon? A fragment of a fragment? Yeah. Fractal, probably. (laughs) Fractal of silicon. Well, a fragment of silicon is when you have a silicon and then you smash it and then you have fragments. I don't know Enough pontificating. Uh, this week we are reviewing the game Assault Android Cactus. Woo! <laughs> yes, this is one that's... Somebody been... sounds excited. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's like, th- this is one that's been on the docket for a long time, actually. Like, uh, yes. Because we interviewed a witch beam way back in, I, I don't know, it's been at least a year, maybe more. Uh, it was like uh, February, February, uh, February 19th of last year. Uh, the far off year of 2014. Well, it, it, so it's been about a year and a half since we uh, I covered this game. Like when we did the interview, it was still very deep. It, in early access, like uh, I remember when we when I played it for the interview, um, the the base was there, a lot of the content was there, but a lot of I think they were only like three or four uh, levels deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you know it it was a, it was still a long obviously a long way from being uh, complete. Yeah, they weren't even in beta at that point yet. Well, uh, you mean like by levels? You mean like the individual stages, not even worlds? So they were like no, they, just up to the first boss, or no? I mean like three worlds. There was uh, like fifty. Maybe there was four. I I don't really remember because, like I said, this was about a year and a half ago, and uh, you know it's like all, there was a lot more placeholder thing. Like they didn't have the world select screen that they have now. With it. Which is pretty nice, except for the fact that it confused me for a moment. <laughs> um, there. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, the point is, the game came out of Early Access last month. Mm-hmm. And so we just, you know, we're kind of in a 
game lull right now, so we decided to take a look at the game. You know, uh, or I guess a new look at the game, because, like I said, this is not our first time playing it. At least certain people's first, uh, you know. Like, Petty Pain, I believe you played it in early access as well. Yeah. Now, what I'll say is, the uh, the core mechanics of the game haven't really changed from early access to the present day. Right. I think the most they really added from the early access were a few was like one or two characters and some polish. Uh, yeah. Well, and uh, and like the last two worlds and mm-hmm. some new modes. Like, there's been uh, a lot added. I, I would say. Yeah. But before we get more into that, how about we tell the people what Assault Android Cactus is? Well, unfortunately, it's not a robot cactus that shoots things. Nor is it a phone. It's a a robot (laughs) named cactus that shoots things. Right. Uh, Yeah, it's like, it's pretty literal. Like, you've got an Assault Android, and her name is Cactus. Yes, in the uh, long and storied anime history of uh, very, robot very, very descriptive protagonists' name titles. Mm-hmm. And I've heard this game described as a lost Dreamcast game, although I, I, I can see it in the aesthetics, but in terms of play style, no, because the Dreamcast didn't have a dual analog controller. And yeah. This is not the kind of game I would want to play with one analog stick. Oh God! It's, no. it's a twin stick shooter, and it definitely takes like both the mo- both the motion and the aiming are very analog, and the analogness of it is important. Right. Although it might play well with like with like a controller and the button, because like my favorite twin stick shooter of all time is uh, Geometry Wars Galaxies on the DS. That was a damn good game, and and it didn't use any uh, analog inputs. But that might be the exception that proves the rule. Anyway, well, and a touchscreen is a good way to emulate an analog stick. I didn't need to use a touchscreen. I think it also depends on how the game is structured. Like, if you wanted to run it um, with digital inputs, or at least with uh, only orthogonal inputs, you'd probably design the stages to be a little bit, because a lot of the stages are very rectangular. Yeah, but some the, of them aren't. The thing about it is, Geometry Wars was a 2D game. This is a fully 3D game, so the analog sticks are a lot more important. And, and it's a—it's like if you've seen any gameplay footage of this uh, title, it's very frantic. Like it's—I I don't even uh, know how to describe how just adrenaline rushing frantic it gets. Like, oh yeah, I had a question about that actually, um, because there is a thing you can un- that you can unlock with in-game credits uh, that is it allows you to have uh, the computer allies. Yeah, yeah, and you can have up to four. Yeah, th- is it a four-player game or can you only have two players? It uh, it's playable up to four players, local co-op, I believe. Yeah, sadly, it's no multiplayer. You know, online multiplayer. Oh, Again, lagging about that. Yeah, I tried it. I tried it with four, with four, with three NPC allies. Although I uh, joined with a second player character and didn't realize that because um, 
you can't select who the NPC allies are, I think. I was trying to select that by having a join thing, but I think that character just ended up not doing anything because mm, they were yeah. by the keyboard, presumably. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I was, I was just curious if you could... Because with four, four people, it's super hectic. Oh, it gets super hectic. And not only that, but everything gets more health to balance it out, so you can't just like make that easy mode. Yeah, or they already you just have more four dudes and just let them wreck. Yeah, I never tried out the multiplayer modes because, well, I, I had no interest in playing with the AI box. Mm-hmm. I just tried it out once to see if it would help at all, and mm. it didn't because I didn't get any power-ups. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I guess we should talk about what what they consider to be a story in this game. Although, you know, it's like, it's a, it's one of those premises that's pretty thin on the plot, but there is a story, like... Can I take a stab at it, or... Go ahead. So, there's this giant spaceship that I think is a colony or transport ship. It's literally, like, miles long that has been basically taken over by its robot staff Mm -hmm. Um, and Cactus is a police girl robot who has been sent to investigate this uh, and then she is joined by the other androids which are distinct things from robots in that androids are have their own control core whereas the robots are subservient to the ship's computer sort of the ship's systems right Um, and it's worth so, so yeah yeah. Well, and it's worth noting that each of the androids has their own story. Admittedly, if you switch characters constantly, you're going to be confused because, you know, each character has a different uh, background. Yeah, I think of the four of the three androids that you start out with the chance to uh, choice to use aside from Cactus. Each one of them had a different job on the ship and was differently because the the bosses. Yeah are the original, like, major controllers of various ship functions, and each one of the androids had one of them that they worked for, basically. Right. And, and, the, four, and the four unlockable androids had their own stories. Yeah, yeah, like, Start, the one I usually use for bosses, is a psychopath, basically. Yeah, yeah her, it's she funny because everybody... Every, sorry, everybody else's voice clips are very straightforward. Battery dropped... Uh, Power up and starch is like, ooh, pretty li- pretty colors, tiny robots. <laughs> yeah. Pretty wings, tiny robots, circles. Blue yeah. 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 And it's worth noting, one of the most distinctive features here is that each android girl not only is a, di- a distinct character, but they're a distinct play style. Like mm-hmm. uh, Cactus, um, she's kind of the Mario of this game. Like, she, yeah, she has a gun that shoots fast, straightforward, almost limited dis- unlimited distance, and her special weapon is a flamethrower. Yeah. Perfect. A mighty, mighty broken flamethrower, if you know what you're doing. Right. Yeah, but you, it's still, you have to get close to stuff. Yeah, it, yeah but it, if you get close, it burns. Her, yeah, well, that, that's kind of the idea. It's really powerful, but its range sucks. Personally, I, I hated using Cactus because I thought her weapons were so weak sauce. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Holly, who's got seeker bullets that you know. don't do much. The seeker bullets don't do much damage, but it's really useful, especially if you're terrible at aiming, to have weapons that automatically target whatever enemy there is. Yeah. Well, and her secondary weapon is a gigantic cannonball that doesn't go very far, but like kills the shit out of stuff that yeah. stands still, which is complements her weak homing. And it pierces. Well. Yeah. The yeah, the the cannonball is arguably the strongest special weapon because, well, it's very slow, and it's kind of hard to aim. Like, there's no auto-aiming here, so if you miss your shot, you miss your shot. But you use the cannonball on things that don't move much, like those giant robots that right. move, but take forever to kill, and, like, go off, and you can kill them in literally one hit with a cannonball. Yeah, coral. <laughs> yeah. Coral is one of my favorites. She's got the, the shotgun, mm-hmm. you know, which is one of the most powerful standard weapons because it's very slow and, sh- you know, and it doesn't have a great range like a shotgun would have. Is but, that the spread gun or the shotgun was separate? I forget. The, the shotgun is separate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, and she's got a plasma field, which acts as a... Um, repellent of enemy bullets and, you know, can damage a group of enemies in a... Well, some enemy bullets. Like, the heavier boss bullets, I don't think it repels. And it doesn't stay... It it doesn't move. It stays still. So if you, you know, have enemies charging at you, it's not necessarily helpful. Starch is kind of easy mode. (laughs) I like Starch. Starch has a laser that pierces things and has micro-missiles. Yeah. And the laser does not pierce, at least oh, not anymore. Right. It used to, mm-hmm. but that was extremely broken. Yeah, <laughs> it goes. It goes. It goes until it hits something, though. Yeah, yeah. and it's continuous damage. It, it does damage every frame, I believe, is what they said in a blog post. Yeah. And this game runs at sixty frames per second. So yeah. Yeah, and it runs little power. Con- it runs at a constant sixty frames per second, and I didn't. I experienced maybe like a few freezes here and there, but nothing like this. Game, this game will run really fast, really well, even on a modest system. I think. Yeah, my graphics check yeah. wasn't great, and I had no real problems. So, yeah. like, especially since the official release, I haven't had any frame rate issues. Now, before that, of course, because it was an early access, I had some, but and that that's why we resolved. And that's why we don't review betas in early access titles. Because they're not ready yet. Uh, but yeah. Co- uh, also, like, you almost forgot about Lemon. Yeah, uh, yeah you yeah, skipped but, one of the regular ones. Who yeah. has yeah. a spread gun, which is different from a shotgun, and I forget what her sub-weapon was. A missile. So yeah. she, she, she's got rocket launcher missile, missiles that, um, once again, are uh, arguably one of the most powerful uh, sub-weapons in the game. Because uh, they're... You know, they're really powerful, and you can fire, like, three or four of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's three, but, yeah, they they are they hit hard. Yeah. Uh, let's see, you've got uh, Abergine. Aubergine. Aubergine. Yeah, it means eggplant. Ah. Or purple. Well, I, could, I could not get Aubergine to work in stages. Her weapon is she has a little helicopter robot that uh, flies around that has, like, beam blades that it spins, but... Aubergine is really hard to use, but if you master her, like, 
I used her for one stage, and the only S rank I I've uh, gotten in the game so far. Mm-hmm. Now, it, you you really got to use it in conjunction with her special, the singularity generator, which gathers all the enemies together in a black hole. Yeah, that's and that's and very powerful. But her the the Halo familiar is hard to use because unlike everything else that fired that are auto fire at of various speeds. Uh, holding down the button makes it go out to its maximum distance and stay there. And if you want it closer to come closer to you, you have to pull back. And also, it you have to release. But yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. There's Shitake, who's uh, she's probably got the most powerful standard weapon in the game with the railgun. But what it probably takes a year and a half to. To get another shot ready. Yeah. Okay, so that fires like even slower than the shotgun and the spread gun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The slowest weapon, but it pierces and it does the most damage. Right. It's also it, unlike say the shotgun, it doesn't spread. So you got to you actually have to aim with this weapon. Yeah. Aiming, my so. greatest weakness. And her special, uh, her secondary uh, weapon is are the propeller mines, basically proximity mines. Yeah. Yeah. You drop those around you, and then you start lighting people up with the uh, um, railgun. Yeah. And if somebody gets close, they go bye-bye. Yeah. And then there's uh, playable character number eight, which was added, like, after we did the interview. Peanuts. I think I'm the only one here who has actually played with this character. I have Peanut, too. I like Peanut. Yeah. The yeah, I have not gotten in. that far. Yeah, she, yeah. She, her basic weapon is basically uh, Cactus's special weapon, the magma, the magma welder. You know, it's basically a flamethrower. Mm. Which can be good if you don't mind getting close to things. Yeah. Her, well, actually, has a lot longer reach than yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not but a. At the trade-off, it's not as strong. Yeah. Yeah. Her secondary is the really interesting part because it's the Giga Drill. Where she literally launches herself at the enemies with a drill. <laughs> yeah. It, Can you steer it or is it fire and ride? It's it's straight fire and ride mostly, but you can release and it'll stop. Yeah. Ah. And one time I actually went around the arena. I, I got cut on the corner and it just she went around in a circle. It was weird. <laughs> A circle of doom, I hope. Not really, because there's no enemies there. Wow. <laughs> like I said, it's just really weird. Yeah, so those are your eight playable characters. No. Uh, the game itself is pretty short, campaign-wise, but that, that's kind of not... There, the- there are five bosses, I assume? Yeah, the, fr- yes. The, and yeah, then each are, one has like six stages in front of it. About four or five stages, I think. Okay. Five stages. Five stages. Like to actually get through the campaign is not going to take you a lot of time. Although I will say, uh, stage five gets really, really hard. And there was one level there that can just go suck a lemon. I, <laughs> the one I they, still have not beaten the final boss yet. Nor have because I. The final boss is a pain in the ass. Because yeah, like, like the games of old, it is amalgamation of all the bosses you fought to this point at their hardest stages. 
Yeah, and the boss stages are much more bullet helly than the regular stages. Like yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, it's like the regular stages are are just frenetic chaos. Like yeah, you it's really know everything you see before you. from holes, and you have to kill all of them. Yeah, and the boss stages they're set up like um, bullet hell snuff bosses. You know, there is a certain pattern here. The bullets go in a certain way, and what you got to do is you got to figure out how to bob and weave through the pattern while still dealing damage. You know, which can be tricky depending because, like, the first boss is pretty straightforward. He's a big guy who jumps around, but the second boss is a plant thing who curls up into an invincible ball and summons swarms of robot bees that you have to kill. Yeah, and when you get to the last boss, well, she, he, it's. Uh, it starts out by throwing out a whole bunch of, I don't know, bubble mines? Basically landmines, and then yeah. firing these big-ass lasers around the room. Honestly, it was kind of a crapshoot if I got hit or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got all the way up to, like, the almost last form, and I kept running out of battery. Yeah. On the plus side, getting hit isn't the end of the world in this game because you do not have a life bar per se, as they just said. Right. Uh, instead, you get knocked down, and you do lose some of your your power up is reduced because you like are constantly gaining little pellets that add up to making your gun better, and you can gain uh, special power ups occasionally that like give you wings that make you go faster, or little satellite robots that shoot really powerful beams. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you have a battery rating that is constantly going down, and it, Every so many enemies or certain enemies that you kill drop battery refills, which is basically your limitation on how long you can stay active. Right. Now I will note, if you're going for a high score, you absolutely do not want to get get uh, knocked down. Because not only does that destroy your um, multiplier, but it, you'll actually lose a, a part of your score. If you get knocked down once, it's impossible for you to ness. Ness? An S, an S rank. He means S rank. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I I would never dream of getting an S rank, but I was getting knocked down plenty, and I was still getting C's and the occasional B. So I was uh, I could fairly uh, get B's and A's. Like I said I managed to get one S rank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that was a really fun level too. Probably my favorite. It, it's the one where you have to. Ask. It's in the fifth wave, and it's where you have to act, where you can activate cannons and uh, special weapons around the arena. Oh, that one, yeah, Yeah. that one's fun. And then it was preceded by the worst fucking level in the fucking game. There was no excuse for the trap. Like this one was, you're on, you're on a a series of, uh, I don't know, red things that constantly activate and you know will hurt you if they're active. Yeah, yeah, the like. Indiana Jones bullshit traps. Yeah, it's like, you know what? This game was uh, frantic enough without having to worry about floor traps. I understand what they were going for here, but I'm like, no, that was just bullshit. They don't really need floor traps. They already had an ass load of things that just constantly airstrike you if you don't kill them. Yeah, It's like the second to last level of the game. They have to add some sort of challenge to it. Yeah. I see what it was going for, but it's it like, oh, uh, because sometimes I would just get trapped. 
you know, because there were enemies here, and I couldn't move because the fucking floor. What? Yeah, I used Peanut on that, and I can't remember if he gives you invincibility frames through those or not. I think so. I, I think I used Peanut there. I... Oh, uh, but... Yeah. And it's also worth noting that even if you complete the campaign mode, um, not only is there a lot of replay value here, obviously you're expected to play a level over and over again. Yeah, score attack, basically. Yeah. But there's also the... the, um, What do they call them? The drives? Yeah, daily drive and infinite drive. Yeah, these are actually... um, these were not here when we looked at it in early access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and their names are pretty straightforward. The infinite drive is you're going through a, you know, a series of waves until you die. Yeah, I think it's randomized, like what robots come up and then... Right. I tested the mode out, uh, and it's like, I think I got out to wave 8, wave 10, somewhere around there. No. And, you know, the challenge is, you know, how far can you go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and, and the farther you get, the faster your battery ticks down, too, so... Right. And the daily drive is, like the namesake says, you, you, you do the infinite drive thing, but, like, there's a challenge of one player, two player, three player, and four player. Local, uh, mind you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're not the deepest things ever, but they do extend the uh, replay value. It's one of those things, if you have a few buddies over and some extra 360 controllers, it'd be fun. Yeah. Now, the game is out right now on PC, but it is coming to consoles, I believe, in early uh, 2016. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's not that far off. Yeah, it... And... Presently, I think it's coming. They're planning to bring it to the PlayStation 4 and the Wii U. Oh, cool! Yeah. Wii U would be nice to put this on, especially with the way the gamepad's set up. I'll take your word for it because I've never used uh, that particular controller. Mm. Oh. Um, let's see. Uh, anything else you want to say about the game? Uh, well, it's really there's fun if you like twin stick shooters. Go buy it. There was actually one other thing I wanted to comment on, because it has quite an extensive amount of... In addition to the actual gameplay, mm-hmm. there's a lot of... You get in credits as you play the game, and there's a lot of unlockable like data entries and stuff and some unlockable play options that uh, I, find pr- I found pretty interesting. Right. So that's something else you could consider. Yeah, there's a lot of unlockables... And I didn't really look at those because I didn't care. But if you're into that kind of thing, there seems to be kind of interesting sci-fi world building, some stuff going on there. Right. I didn't get that much, but the data the data files are interesting, and like even without unlocking them, you get profiles for the characters you play as and the bosses you beat. Yeah. And like Starches is completely redacted except for it's fi- it's filed in the form of an incident report because. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Starch 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 went homicidal at some point in the past. Is the uh, not even really veiled yeah. illusion illusion there? So, 
Yeah. Yeah. If you talk to the bosses, yeah, she went nuts and tried to kill everybody and was locked up for it. Yeah. And <laughs> and they asked her, "Why are you fighting on the side of the humans? Um, team balance." <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. She really is the token evil teammate. <laughs> so before we conclude this review, uh, Ogre, do you have anything to say about this game? Kind of sounds interesting. So remind me to talk to Naka about this. This may be something in the future here. Yeah, I think he has it. Sure like, like an hour it. into it. Yeah, no, just yeah. cute androids. Well, yeah, Naka has it because I gave gave him a copy of the game back in back, you know, like when we did the interview, he was an active member of our roster. So back in the far off year of 2014. It's amazing how much things can change in a year. It's amazing how so much, but yet so little changes. <laughs> but yeah, this game is right up Naka's alley. Good it's, Lord, yes. Like, <laughs> I was I could not to start asking when he was going to let's play it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I guess do that. It's like I don't know what Naka's got planned. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. pinning him down to talk to him is kind of difficult. No. Well, he's Nakatalili, not Takatalili. Believe me, I know. Like, yeah. I, usually when I talk to him on Skype, it's it's more I leave a message for him and hope that and he sees it. Someday he will get back to you on that. Yeah. Well, like, I just left him a note about this week's uh, Wednesday show, and I have no idea if he's ready yet or not. <laughs> but I digress. Speaking of which, segue, 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 next week's show is... <laughs> well, before, before we do that, we, um, final ratings for Assault Android Cactus. Buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah, I, 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 think, I think it's... A, I mean, I'm not a twin-stick shooter connoisseur, mm-hmm. but I, it's, it's fun. It's challenging without being hair-tearingly frustrating as long as you have decent pattern recognition for the boss. Mm-hmm. Because seriously, Vespula fucked me up. I'm like, uh, it's one of the best twin stick shooters I've ever played. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't call it the the greatest one that I've ever played. Um, that's still Geometry Wars Galaxies, simply because Geometry Wars Galaxies had so much content in it. But that's neither here nor there. Like. Certainly, this is like the best twin stick shooter I've played in modern times. Yeah. Now, uh, and if I had to give a score rating, um, about an eight. Now, uh, be, it's like maybe a nine because, yeah, it, it's like I played this game a, a lot. Yeah, these. The guys at Witchbeam who did this know what they're doing when it comes to twin stick shooters. I will, you know, I played for a while, but I had to stop because my hands were literally aching in this game. You know, it's that frantic. It's one of those games where your hands are just throbbing because you've been holding the controller so hard. Mm-hmm. You know, and if that's the kind of game that appeals to you, um, pick it up now. And By the way, remember to have like a 360 controller or something like that because this is a bitch to play on a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I would not play this game with a keyboard at all because how the fuck do you shoot at angles? That's important. <laughs> you use the mouse. Yeah, you, 
Oh, you move with move with WASD and click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works out better than you think because well, but it's still not as clean as a um like 360 gamepad something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's really designed for. It's uh-huh. usable but not that great. Right, and and so finally, um, price. Um, the game is currently available for 14.99, um, regular edition. And twenty four ninety nine with uh, the soundtrack. I'm like, um, I'd say buy the base version. You know, yeah. It's like um, if you really like it, I think you can get the soundtrack separately. Yes, you can. It's yeah. You can add in the soundtrack for ten bucks if you already have the game. I honestly, I found the music fitting, but it wasn't something I would listen to outside the game kind of deal. Yeah, same with me. I mean. I think there's a sound test option in the game, so if you really want to hear a song from a stage, yeah. you can just listen to it in-game. Yeah, it's like I'm not saying the soundtrack is is bad, but I'm like, it's also, I would not pay, personally, I would not pay 10 bucks for this, this particular soundtrack. Maybe if you yeah. really, really like techno. Yeah. And I think that'll about do it. So, yeah, Assault Android Cactus is... Well worth playing. Go buy it now. Now, anyway, so uh, this week on Fragments of Silicon, it's actually a special week for us because... <gasps> How special is it, Adam? Well, in about two days, the show turns two years old. Oh, God. Yeah. We're old enough to walk and talk on our own. Yeah, yeah. So on October 13th, two years ago, we launched the standalone version of... Dragons to Silicon, and yeah. Was that by design? <laughs> uh, Wanting it on the thirteenth. It's just kind of how it st- how, how it uh, played out. It's just strange how launching on the thirteenth somehow gives us the better luck. <laughs> like, I know, right? And yeah, it's like it's been a really exciting journey these past two years. I mean. Yeah, when the show when the show started out, it was well basically MSP with a different coat of paint, and it's since evolved into its own thing. Like, you know, we've had a lot of changes along the way. You know, people have left. You got me. Yeah, people have come in, and we've expanded the show significantly. And I'm looking for, and we've had some wonderful guests. You know, we've played a lot of games. And I'm looking forward to year three. Um, and, you know, we've accomplished a lot. I'm hoping to accomplish more. You know, it's like we're still, you know, we still want, you know, more people to listen to us. You know, maybe maybe one day we will move to another not talk shoe entity. I don't know. It's just something that we've talked about on and off here and again. It's just, you know, Finding something else that works better than Takshu has been the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, we can find something that works better. We just won't have the funds for it. It's not, well, it's not just that, but like people have suggested that we go to Twitch. The thing is, we don't really want to be a video podcast. Yeah, that is, well, and, and not just, only and that, having, but and just having Ogre stream Final Fantasy fourteen in the background would be boring. Yeah, or me stream whatever game we're doing at the time, and right. trying to do music. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a lot more complicated, and it's also, we would actually lose some of our reach. Like, I don't, like, 
I guess we could have that on iTunes, but that's you know we're already on iTunes, and you can't watch a video podcast like you can listen to a audio podcast. Like I mean, there are ways to get around that, but it's yeah. a lot easier to do it on Talk Two for now and burn that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, at the very least, you know, finding yeah. whoops. Yeah. Oh, it's like Beno versus ending all over again. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. We got a lot of other questions. Is this the week with the schedule change or is it next week? Um, depends on what kind of schedule change you're talking about, but yeah, this the schedule change for the that I might not be able to be there. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. This week we are broadcasting at an earlier time on Wednesday. Don't worry, the Steam group will let you know. Right. Um, this week on October fourteenth, we at four o'clock Eastern, one o'clock Pacific. This, yeah, we had to make special accommodations because, you know, uh, the people we are interviewing, they were like, we can't, you know, it's like one of them could do it at normal time, but the other one really couldn't. And since there is going to be a, um upload with Mace, we had to move the time to much earlier in the day. But anyway, this week we will be interviewing Nick Ruti and Richard Son of Rogue Rocket Games. They're currently, they currently have an active Kickstarter for uh, First Wonder, this kind of this weird and quirky third-person action game. It's kind of hard to describe if you haven't seen the video. I mean, that's kind of the legacy they're selling themselves on because, well, they, especially Nick Rudy, worked on a bunch of quirky games back in the day, uh, like Earthworm Jim, NDK. Uh, uh, Giant Citizen Kabuto and Armed and Dangerous. You know, these were games that were really defined by their quirky personalities in one way or another. And yeah, this interview is uh, looking to be about two hours because we, you know we've got two people on this interview and they've got pretty storied careers. Like right? so, and. Uh, if you're a long-time listener, I hope I, I think you know how that goes at this point. No. Two hours turns into four hours, and suddenly Gallic shows up. Oh God, have we been going on that long? Yeah. That being said, you know I will be a bit frank here, and I don't think their Kickstarter is going to make it. No. It, it, it's like just looking at the at where it is right now. It's at current. Recording time, about forty-five thousand out of a five hundred thousand dollars goal. And it's got about two weeks to go. So they might have a big pickup, and we'll do what we can to contribute to them getting a big pickup. But yeah. that is I'm, a large hurdle to overcome. Yeah, it's like I'm just like I'm not degrading uh, this thing. It's just kind of the kind of the mask you see before us. But you know, we'll you know we'll, we'll still do the interview. You know. We'll still do our part, and you know, hey, if I had a gajillion dollars, I'd kickstart all the things. But yeah, but you know, sadly, such, the universe has not been forthcoming in providing me with a gajillion dollars. Yeah, such is life. You know. Uh, also, the scheduling note: um, we've got two more reviews to do in the month of October. I think what, two weeks from now we are doing uh, Mushroom Eleven. Yeah. I still need to play that. What kind of game is that? I don't know. I haven't played it yet. I kind of... <laughs> it, it's like, 
it, it's something I, I got some PR for. I'm like, we're doing an interview, but I haven't really looked into it because, well, I've been busy with other games. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not out yet. Uh, so I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to play it when it comes out. And, you know, that's where I'm going to start my reviewing time, basically. And then the um, on the 1st, I think, we are reviewing uh, uh, Shelter 2. You know, another game provided for us. Uh, we're doing an interview with the dev that week. Now, as far as reviews in November goes, that's going to be a bit more tricky because... Um, I'm going to be gone the first weekend of November, and we also got Thanksgiving. So there's a really narrow window. There might be uh, there might be a single review that month, and then push up uh, into December. So that's just the way things are shaping up at this moment in time. So well, this is kind of a massive update for an, uh, a review episode. Anyway. So, on that note, um, be sure to pick up Assault Android Cactus today or tomorrow, whenever you listen to this, and I wish you good gaming with it. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.